That was my point. No, I like it. It's just kind of repeat it. I got thoughts. Yeah, repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it because you already heard it. (laughs) I'm going to clap it. It's already recorded. I'm like, that we're supposed to respond responses. to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Is it's that, also raining here, so you're going to get it on my audio. Sorry in advance. Clap. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Freelance Dance. A weekly conversation between three experienced freelancers who are navigating the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the freelance dance. My name is Jake Knight, joined by my co-hosts, Marty Theory and Brandon Watts. Welcome to the Freelance Dance. Guys, I got a puppy. Oh, a little puppy. Yep. Which is the equivalent, the, the equivalent of not sleeping for three weeks. Um, <laughs> It is a baby Rottweiler and that Aww. they stay small, like 10, 11 pounds, I think for like a couple of days. And then they just like explode to like a hundred pounds. That's what I've been heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's adorable. But um, sleep mornings have been interesting routines. I don't know. You guys have, you guys ever had puppies? Uh, yes. Many, many little puppies. Uh, actually, I don't think I've ever had. Just to, like getting a dog, and then I've always had the dog from its its birth, or at least close to its birth. I've always had the puppy, and then to until it dies. Okay, <laughs> the long haul. That's a good. I mean, that's actually, a good relationship. Yeah, the whole, the whole, yeah, the whole story. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's a it's a lot. The, the Marley and that, me story. That first, that first, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a what a horrible movie. Um. <laughs> People pay money to see that. Do you believe that? Can you believe? Did I see that in the movie theater? I, I know. Did. I did too. I did too. I'm, I'm talking too. about people generally, but Ugh. we're all terrible for <laughs> that. Know, that. What's what's that other? Um, there's another. There's a book that just came out uh, from the perspective of the dog as well, and I'm trying to remember. Ugh, I'm sorry. Ooh, that sounds anyway, sad. We listen, worse. We listen to the audio. Yeah. Anytime there's a dog in a story, don't don't watch it. Or, or listen to it or, or read it. You know what's going to happen. You're like, here we go. You're going to fall in love. And then guess what? We're going to kill him. <laughs> That's the we're plot gonna, of a movie with a gonna, dog. We're so, going to uh, kill the dog. What were the, the dog's going to die. What were the dog's dying words in the novel? I mean, what were his, his last thoughts? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's from the dog's perspective. So what happens when alert, he dies? Just spoiler yeah. alert. Don't want to no. tell the oh, ending. I wish... I wish I could find. Yeah, right. I wish I could find it. Uh, what was that? I just dog? can't Actually, even imagine. It's in my, it's in my books. Let me look up my Apple books. Let's see. But you haven't uh, had a dog, books. Brandon. I have. I haven't had one, but we're going to be getting one. I'm sure by the end of the year or early next year. We want to do some travel, hopefully, and then settle down for a dog because we know it's going to be full time job. Just like you're about to experience, Jake. You already are experiencing. It's a lot yeah. of work. It is a lot of work. Um, but there's moments of such intense joy and happiness oh, of course. and then you're cleaning up after the dog. So, I mean, there's that you're, you're you know. cleaning up the dog's joy and happiness. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's carefree life must be nice. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're excited so this, though. I found it. I found it. Okay. It's called the art, the art of racing in the rain. Oh yeah. And it, it was a movie. It, it was a book and then it was a movie. Um, 
fans of Marley and me rejoice for entertainment. <laughs> Those fans don't rejoice. They cry. What is this rejoice? Uh, says uh, the perfect book for anyone who knows that some of our best friends walk beside us on four legs. That compassion isn't only for humans and that the relationship between two souls meant for each other never really comes to an end. Oh, anyway, uh, that was actually good. That was actually a good book, but um, I, I don't know if we watched the movie. I think we did watch the movie, but anyway, yeah. Books about dogs, movies about dogs. Probably skip those. You want to, you want to know, fun. know what it's like to be in a room full of people crying, go to the movie theater and watch Marley and me or any dog. Oh. It's just like, everybody is like slow sobbing uh, in a, in a, in a room together, a joint experience of sadness. And can we just say, uh, if you don't, you're a psychopath. <laughs> if, well, there's if, you're, that. if you're sitting there with a grin on your face or you, you're not ever touched by it, there's a problem. There's a problem there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen Marley and me by now, at least also. It's in so, the culture. Yeah. We, we, we know what happens at the end. Spoiler alert. And yeah, <laughs> from 20 years ago, <laughs> we know what happens at the end. Um, um, we, and it is exactly like that. It is exactly like that. Probably worse. But anyway. Well, anyway, we are so far at the other end of that spectrum with oh, a I'm tiny sorry. little puppy. Yeah, no, no, what, it's I'm, what a dark turn that it, just that conversation went real quick. We're Ugh. real. Nothing. Uh, we don't we don't mix things up. You know, here, folks, we just we give it to you straight. Give it to you straight. But this is honestly, though, not a pandemic dog, not a covid dog. We got it after the fact. So it's going to be able to be socialized. We have neighbors with a with a pandemic dog. And I feel so bad for them because he just doesn't understand anything other than his world. Like everything is a threat. Um, is it, is it cute name is Obi cute dog. Um, but he is just stressed out all the time. I feel bad for him. He needs to run. Get him to run. Yep. Take that dog to run. Um, well, speaking of things, what's the dog's name? Our dog. Yeah. Oh, we spent a lot of time thinking about this. A lot of time. Okay. Went through, you know, cause it's going to be a big dog. So you can't just have any name. Yeah. Um, it could be ironic though, if you want it to. It could be. Call oh, that would have been kind of funny too. <laughs> um, so we were going to call him Duke, but decided not to for obvious reasons. Um, we decided to call him uh, Titan. 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 Yep. Like the Remember the Titans. Moon of Saturn. All the Tennessee same. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. So I just like the, that that's, uh, yeah. It commands not, respect. You know, just like this podcast is a titan of the freelance industry. I mean, that's where you got the name from, I'm sure. Uh, obviously that's inspired. That's how came up with it. Inspired, inspired by this it. very show. Yep. Man, Titan. Yeah. That's good. That's a good name. Two syllables. Our, um, our last dog was Solomon. Three syllables. No oh, okay. go. No One go. too many. One too many. Too many. Yeah. Did you, short, did you shorten it? Like to Solly. 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 There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, tight, Titan is the name. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I think, uh, and it's funny, like adorable, tiny little 10 pound dog that you call Titan and, you know, falls over when it grabs its toy. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Titan, you sir, silly. Um, but you know what? Here's something. I could only have that dog if I worked from home. If my wife yeah, was able to true. also work out of a residence or just not have, because it requires multiple effort that is not a one person solo take care of creature we were talking there's been a lot of a lot of talk in our industry in the freelance space of people who maybe had corporate jobs which are thinking about not going back to them uh that what was that term brandon 
The great resignation is the great real resignation. Oh. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm in, very interested in that, that concept. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone, you, you don't have to look very far to see this in the news, but people are, are reconsidering their entire careers right now. COVID is starting to go down and people are getting vaccinated and people, people's jobs are asking them to come back to work. And some of them are just like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And, you know, just in like the, in the office, in the office. Yeah. And just like all of us have kind of reevaluated our careers and I've made a pivot and pivoted another deg- degree during COVID. And a lot of us have done that. But the thing is, whether your job wants you back in the office or not, people are just reconsidering. Do I even want to be doing this with my time? Time is important. And so that just got us talking. Even before the show, we were wondering what to talk about and we knew this was relevant. This this idea of what companies are doing to lure employees is getting pretty interesting because they're scared of this great resignation. So companies that used to let you are used to force you to be in the office, set hours, no flexibility. Suddenly, because they have worked remotely, they're realizing it's working. Uh, Employees can work from home. They can work when it's comfortable for them. They all communicate on Slack. So having a corporate job now at many of the companies we respect, almost feels like freelancing. You set your own schedule, you're working from home. I mean, that's that's a big part of freelancing. And so my question is, as a longtime only freelancer my entire career, I'm seeing all this and I'm like, should I just go work for a big tech company as a remote employee who has complete flexibility and only has to see the company maybe once a year with security and all the perks and it's like corporate freelancing. That's what it feels like. I never even thought of that term, but that's the only way you can describe the way companies are treating it. I think I, think I did. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yes, donations on the Patreon for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what corporate jobs feel like now. And there was a there was a tweet I saw from a guy that was that summed it up so perfectly. He says something about how he's taken on like five full time jobs from from home. And his employers don't even know, like he's just because he's able to do the work in a few hours a day without all the distractions. So he's got multiple jobs, full time jobs that he's doing from home like a freelancer, not saying you should do that and be dishonest. But that just shows the absurdity of where we're at right now, where companies are so desperate and they know it works that you could feel like a freelancer working for Apple in some cases. So what do you guys think? Do you think do you think that's being dishonest if you're working 40 or four, five, five different jobs from home? Only if I your mean, contract says you can't like only if it's exclusive, right. but some of them are exclusive. Others say you can do whatever you want when you're not doing your work. So it depends on the yeah. company. Um, so here's some of the here's some of the things, too. I've done all of it. I've done all of it. I've worked for companies at, out at the office. I've worked remotely for companies 40 hours a week. Um, and, and now I freelance. But, um, I feel like, I feel like that was the, uh, the evolution of, of my work, like going from the office to finally working at home to finally freelancing, like it was an eventuality to come because I was always doing stuff on the side. Um, and so it just kind of like, it was basically setting it up that way, but is the employer going to be paying for all the same things? Because like, for instance, when you go to work, you have a computer, you have maybe snacks, you have uh, a beverage you know, cart, beverages, yeah. beverage cart, 
uh, I don't know, you know, insurance, you know, you have all these perks that you have when you go in the office. Um, now that you're working from home, are they sending you your equipment? Are they, um, most are where, where are they, where are they, you know, where are they picking up some of that? Uh, Yeah. Uh, besides the fact that you're saving a ton of money on gas and, uh, stress and. Well, think about these companies that have an entire office building. They they're cutting their leases left and right. And you're seeing all that savings, but I've had to look at a lot of companies job pages, not for myself, but because of some work I'm doing in research for a client and Almost all of them, even on a small startup level, will give you your computer and like a five hundred dollar office thing to make your your space comfortable. This is like a very small startup that has a little bit of funding. As you go up the scale, they give you you know reimbursement for your Internet. Uh They give you I've seen all this. Um, They give you like a food allowance, like, you know, a few hundred dollars a month for food, knowing that you're going to eat from home. So they're just all that money they poured in to let you go to a physical space they're giving you a percentage of it, which is more than enough you need at home and you're comfortable and you're getting work done on your own terms. I just cannot believe that a job now for tech is, is kind of like a freelancer, but you don't have to worry about, you know, maintaining things, but you're never seeing your company. You're just talking to them on Slack and email. And just like you do with your clients, it does. Why do you need to be in the office? No one does to be in the office. So, so here's, here's where I think there is an interesting pivot on this. Um, there's the assumption that if, if you're at a physical location with other people who are also working together, that somehow that, that group is able to, con- to do more together than, than separate. Um, or that there is more control over what you're doing with your time. You can be monitored more. There's less distractions. You know, you don't have yeah, a what puppy. About, what about that? Yeah. The manager that, you know, is managing you. What is it? What is he going to do now? So he's really frustrated right now because he's out of a job. Um, it's very sad. He's got a sign on the corner that says we'll work for food. Um, maybe, but I just, I just took a a little look at like a square foot space, um, for, for like office space, like how much it costs per square foot. It's imagine 500 bucks a square foot in some of these massive places in, in downtown Manhattan. And so that's what they're paying maybe on a monthly rate, 500 per square foot. If my office is 10 by eight, 80 square feet. That's a lot of money that I'm paying mm-hmm. to have space for an employee as opposed to they're at home and cut that number by a, a fraction. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, in the time that we live right now, we've never had speeds as fast as we do for Internet, which I think is the main the main thing. Um, the ability to quickly get on a phone call a video chat, all of our computers all have, have, um, uh, cameras on them. So, it, you know, it's like, wait, really? It kind of all, is it, are we on right now? Oh no. <laughs> hey, <laughs> can you see me? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think any, there's any other time in history that this could have ever happened. Right. This as is you're right. This is the big transition. There's I, I, my brain has been so focused on this for client work and just personal stuff. Three points on this that are rushing through my head. So one, someone wrote a great tweet about this saying, can you uh, can you believe we used to drive two hours each you're way? On, you're on Twitter a lot. I'm getting on Twitter <laughs> a lot. Okay. I know I love social media. <laughs> Listen to episode one. <laughs> this guy was saying, we can you believe we drove two hours each way to type on keyboards in a room together? Like when you just distill it down to that, it blows your mind. Second thing, 
here's the converse yeah. op- the, the reverse opposite of that is I saw another thing saying there's no way the iPhone could have been built remotely. Like there's certain things you just need people together. That's the other end of this conversation. Like a lot of the work we hmm. do is definitely individualized and group coordination, but can you imagine building something like the iPhone remotely? Would that even be possible? Uh, okay. To that point, I think then we're now we're getting into a subclass of, of job types, product yeah. development or a product research team that you need the collaboration, you need the hands-on, you're literally working with a physical item. If you're working with a physical item and require collaboration, remote work, I don't know until, you know, until Apple builds their AR headset and you can remotely, you know, AR hold something. I think you're right. Can't wait. Can't I can't wait. wait. But new, if you're in a sales today, marketing that, design, oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That so later. Design, design, marketing, and PR. Oh, we don't need anyone. Because those are the, because those are the fields that we represent, I think. I have um, no address. I'm a man of no land. Yeah. Um, I feel like <clears throat> even a developer, de- yeah, obviously developers can work from anywhere if you have access, if you're able to. Well, it depends on your tech stack too, because some, <laughs> some, some places anyway, he digresses uh, anyway. folks. He digresses. I, I'm digressing. It depends. It depends. If you're set up, you can, you can, there's a lot, there's a lot of jobs that you can do f- remotely, which is cool right now. Better than we're living in the future. Yeah. Future is now. My we job has never needed. My job has never needed to be with other people. It's called have a quick meeting. And then I individually dive into email and research and emailing. You know, that's 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 basically the bulk of what I do. But yeah, I mean, things like the iPhone, you would need people together. But but the third point, what was, would you do at the office? Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Type on keyboards with other people. That's all you would do. <laughs> and you'd have to dress up for it like a monkey. Yeah. But <laughs> the last Except thing is casual Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Force <laughs> casual Friday. The last thing is companies are moving to this hub approach, which I really find interesting, where we're not going to have an office where you have to come in, but we have a regional hub or a city hub where if you want to have just a kind of a daytime collaboration, there's nothing fancy in the office. It's just a couple tables or it's, you know, at a shared office space. That is cool. I could see doing that once a week for a couple hours if I worked with a company, you know, regionally. But I love that flexibility. You know, we, we really want to hash something out together and have a coffee together. Let's go talk about it. Other than that, don't bother me. <laughs> um, yeah. The doors closed. Um, I, I have a, th- I have a thought on that branding because um, I, I'm also like, I do, you know, marketing stuff and, you know, Google ads, whatever automation stuff. Um, I had a client who's transitioning one team member out lo- locally. And as there's some, some automation things we had to switch over from one account to the other. And I was going to do it from my office, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have questions. I need instant feedback from them. There's the, there's a lot of like little pieces of the puzzle. I'm going to need them to log into their account while I'm doing something. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go to their office. What would have taken me probably maybe three to four hours of back and forth when they're available and I'm available took 45 minutes in office I mean, to yeah. go there an hour and a half by the time I got in my car, got there and came back home with my Starbucks. Um, cause I treated myself cause I left the, yeah. left the office. Uh, but there, there's, there is, there are times when it makes sense to be with a client or be with somebody in a physical space. And we are physical beings. We do like human interaction. Some of us, Marty, not everybody. Um, but, uh, <laughs> what? Why don't I, why don't I like physical interaction? 
Actually, Brandon was the one that just said, don't talk to me. So I actually just said that. True. Yeah, you know, That's true. Just said that. Um, hybrid. I think that there's, there's the hybrid. opening up of a crazy hybrid. I love that regional approach. I love the hybrid approach. Um, but I do love, I love this idea of corporations and the, and since we're all in tech, it's mainly tech leading the way, treating employees like freelancers, giving them complete flexibility. And here's the one advantage for a freelancer. For a lot of us, like, you know, I work with one or two clients at a time. We all work at different scales. But what's nice about getting a job with a company like that, like, let's say I went to work for Apple or I don't know, some other company I, I respect, Netflix or something. You get to work on things on such a large scale that you would never get to do on your own. And that's the one thing I do envy about employees in a corporation because you get to have a huge impact you know if you're doing pr for apple you talk about the doors opening and seeing billions of impressions on stuff and like that is a scale that you just can't necessarily do as a freelancer so that part of it's appealing i will say now that companies that you respect are like yeah work with us and but you do whatever you want on the schedule that works for you i mean that's why you're a freelancer so they're getting rid of the big wall right there do you know if on, on Google right now, I type in how productive are as a phrase? And here, here are some of my results. Um, are you at work? Um, are remote workers? How productive are you working from home? How productive are office workers? How productive are employees? There, I mean, there's obviously a trend of people trying to analyze the exact same thing we're talking about. Like, yeah. how productive is somebody at the office? Are you more productive at the office than you are at home? I think you can make the case both ways. I know like what I do at my desk here is going to be way more productive than I was when I was at the office with two other people because I flip my chair around. I watch a YouTube trailer for a movie. The other guy mentioned and said, hey, you got to check this out. Breaks my train of thought. We might have a conversation about some random business client that we're working on, not working, venting about stuff, not working. Am I as productive? Do I get done in eight hours or, or four hours? What took eight at the office? I think probably so. Oh yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to get that deep work as, as much as you're going to get, you're going to get the collaboration, but you're not going to get the deep work. And I think that's where it's honestly, where do you need to have the attention and what, what does your job require? Uh, do you have, do you have to have a set time to get things done? And can you do that in an office? Can you do that in an open, like an open air office without putting your headphones on? And, you know, oh. that's what, when you walk into one of those kind of offices, guess what? Everybody's got their headphones on. It's like, well, what was the point of yeah, why are we putting here? everybody in the same space? Yeah, no, you're exactly <laughs> why is everybody right. In the same space. And I get, I get, yeah. I lose my concentration immediately. So me being in an open office, I would die. Like, and I'm working alone <laughs> for my entire career. Rest in Hearing peace. people chat about their it, weekends and stuff. Yeah. Like while you're trying to focus on something, I wouldn't be able to do it. Or but, even, even still though, like if you're working in that open environment, and you're trying to get to, to, to work on stuff, you will be working on something and you will have a question in your head and you'll be like, Oh, you know what? I can go and talk to this person and guess what? I can go interrupt them doing whatever they're doing. And now that's a 15, 20 minute conversation plus all the banter before and after. And it's like, well, that could have just been an email that you sent when you're done with whatever you were working on or moved on, or that could have been a ticket or issue. 100% to that point, I used to share an office space um, where I was facing, uh, we had a, a wall that broke between us, sort of like that uh, 
I couldn't see the other person unless I like sat up in my chair and like got up like on the edge of my seat. I could look at yeah. them over the wall. That was amazing because it allowed both of us to like stay in the zone and you only had to interrupt somebody you weren't like looking at somebody. You could see their reaction if they're whatever. Um, but I will tell you, like you said, there are times when I would ask a question and next thing you know, we're at a whiteboard talking and then we're digressing. I'm like, oh man, it's lunchtime. I better, I'll, okay, let's talk about this after. And then literally hours have been wasted and I don't know where I was at for the time initial thing. Home. Time to go time home. Time to go home. Work on it tomorrow. Yeah. I think there's pluses and minuses to both. I, I found an interesting article on businesswire.com. Brandon, is that an appropriate resource? Yeah. Businesswire, Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. Yeah. Um, I use them. They had, they had an article today um, talking about major startups and tech companies take pledge to let employees work remotely forever. I was just looking at it. Yeah, it's a press release. Okay. Yeah, Business Wire so, is not a publication. They they put out news releases, but yeah, this was a news release that came okay. out. I was just looking at it. Yep. So it was interesting that, and I've actually not even heard of Muckrack, but they were a remote first company for more than a decade, so that it would become fully remote. Um, and and here's the thing: you open up yourself if as a company, like so. If my work right now, I'm working for a software company out of Wisconsin. I wouldn't have been able to go work for them pre-COVID because I'm, I don't live in Wisconsin and they would want somebody in office, but now I get to leverage my skills for an organization who's going to pay me less than what they would pay somebody. If you had to bring someone in as a salaried employee because I'm remote, that's happening everywhere. You're getting access to way better talent who wasn't in a place to move. So I, I think we're going to see probably a swing in a pendulum one way, with like, all oh, remote forever. And then like, well, maybe that's not the best. We'll come back to some middle ground. Well, here's another question. Do I have to be on? And when do I have to be on? And do I have to do it 40 hours a week? And if I get those, do I have to do 40 hours a week in five days? Or can I do it in four? Every company's different that table. way too. Yep. There are many yep. that are doing four day weeks now. I forget some of the ones that do that. Um, Buffer. but yeah, they're doing, they're doing four day weeks. Um, they're basing it more around objectives versus time required Kick, to get them done. Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at this list. So like Marty, I mean, I, I don't know your relationship to some of these companies, but like, you know, you know, envision, um, what else do we have on here? Dribble automatic. <laughs> yeah. He knows That's automatic massive. WordPress. They've always been remote. But the thing is, it's more, it's more, it's not just that they're remote. It's that this has shifted the way you do the work remotely. Like all mm -hmm. these companies, like it's not, I think working for automatic and WordPress before was like, yeah, I could do it from home, but it probably was a lot more structured. I could be wrong on that. But I think the point is now it's way more flexible remote, but yeah, like if, if dribble or let's say a recruiter from Apple reaches out to you, Marty and is like, Hey, we're looking at UX people and we like what you've done. You can work remotely for Apple and work whenever you want and we'll pay you. And I mean, how do you say no to that? You know what I'm saying? Like it's living you where don't. you are now. Hey, yeah. You're going to pay me. That's a bonus. I'm, uh, <laughs> all right. I'll do it. Yeah. I would do it for free. <laughs> but can seriously. I just have the newest iPhone? Is that okay? Can I just do that? Uh, can I get the new... The, the new headset before Brandon does. And, oh, well, we can't let that happen. I, I'm working on it right now. I'm working from home from Apple. Didn't you know that? But, but oh, NBA, we can't say that. Yeah. The smart, the smart companies though. I think this is a big thing. You guys, they're going to take us back in the market versus 
sending us out of it. You understand what I'm saying? Like these companies are going to poach freelancers who have worked for all these companies and built up skills. And they're going to take all of our varied experience and suck it into the corporation versus people jumping out because they're making corporate jobs so appealing now. They really are. They, so, they know just so what to say to get us in as freelancers. Here, but here's, I think, the biggest challenge as freelancers. We lack, and this, maybe this isn't true of everybody, but if you've been working for yourself for a long time, you don't have a resume. Sorry, folks. You don't have a Word doc with like a resume with your work history. Guess what? Guess it. what? Guess what? Fiber. I, you need to, yeah, well, no. Resume here's, coach. My thing is, uh, well, oh, okay. that, forget, forget the resume. Here's my thing. Forget the resume. <laughs> okay. Okay. You tell me why I should work for you. Okay. Cause I already got, I already got what I, I already got a good thing going. Why do I need to work for you? Sell me the job. That's I, and that's how I approach every interview is if you want me to work for you, tell me why, why should I work for you? What I already know I can do the job. You tell me why I should work for you. Why am I going to pick you over what I'm doing right now? Would that's, you, that's a freelancer. That's the freelancer's uh, advantage right there. You, you, you already know you're getting the jobs. You're getting, you're going out and finding the work. You have the advantage already. It don't, don't make it. Oh, I have to get this job or ha-. no, you're a freelancer. You've, you've been, you've been through the, Oh, I don't know how, what I'm going to, I'm not going to get paid tomorrow or this or that. No, you're, you're past all that. I already know I can do the work. Marty how, theory, how, motivational freelance <laughs> coach. He's available that? for hire for your personal He'll come into your house. He'll talk you out off the ledge and be like, no, that's a great point though. That's a great point. If we can get episode 30 to be a recording of Apple trying to convince Marty to work for them. I think Uh, that's what we need to make this a number one podcast. I want to hear that conversation. Prove it to me. He's like, Tim Cook. He's like, no, why why do I need to work for you? I got a good thing going. I got a good thing going. I got a good thing going. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess. I guess what we could probably say in, in closing for this, this topic is that all of us have a different experience with freelance work and Marty, you've kind of done the gamut. I've done not everything like you said. Um, although actually now, now that I think about it, I I probably, I'm probably there now with my current role of working freelance for a company pretty much full time. So, but Brandon, you said earlier about the thought of, of working for somebody else. I will tell you last weekend, I got my 40 in, Midday Friday, uh, early midday Friday. I had the first go. weekend in a long time where I was just like, no work, no fuss, no muss. It was, and it was incredible. And I got a and dog. You lost all that freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you lost all your freedom because you got the dog. <laughs> but you, you know what though? <laughs> it wasn't a double sadness. I wasn't like, oh man, I got my time up with this dog and now I'm not getting paid for work that I could be doing. I could Ugh. enjoy the sadness of a puppy in real time with no, no regrets on I'm the kidding. word. No. Um, Puppies are great. S- speaking of regrets, saw a guy with his boat for sale and it said high hopes. And then it said for sale on the back. That was the name of the <laughs> boat. And I thought, man, you know, you're in a rough spot when like, oh. even your high hopes are for sale. Oh, that was so sad. Oof. Um, wah, wah, wah. So sad. Uh, all right. Well, I think, I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, you get a noise, I think get that. a sound for us. Yeah, I think so. Uh, where is it? Come on, that should have been right. There we go. Thank you. You can edit that in post and, and get rid of the uh, the gap. Comedy is all about the timing. Yeah, all about the timing. It is. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. No, this um, is all going in. This is great. Okay, I think <laughs> it's time for our freelance dance picks of the week. Um, 
we have had, um, are we still doing those? We're still doing those in the, on well, this episode. What's this? 28. We are yeah, still doing it. Yeah. Every okay. episode. Um, right. we are doing it and that and probably it's the only reason people listen to the first part of the show. They're like, what is this for this picks of the week? What they stuff love do I not know? Good old Justin Martin um, in his review on iTunes. He wants us to document oh. the picks of the week. We can't do more work, Justin. We're, we're barely breaking even <laughs> but it, on this. If you show. want to do that for <laughs> us, so we would demanding. take that. Um, <laughs> I've actually demanding. thought though, I would like to have a list just so I'm not repeating myself. I'm like, I really should have a list, but so guys, um, it's called search on our website. Use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I had that same thought. I was like, have I mentioned this? I was like, I'm such an idiot. I can type it in and see if it's in the show notes. So yeah. Okay. That's, that's our brain. The future is now. The future is. And by now. the way, people think, keep us accountable for this podcast. You know, if you're not seeing a social post, it. let us know. You know, just yeah. keep us accountable. No, there's, no, there's, we're, there's we're, a, we're slipping a little bit. Works. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out in there. The, I'm gonna throw it out there. We're slipping a little bit. We gotta keep, we gotta tighten the, the ship works. up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just got, I got a puppy. His name is Titan. That's uh, <laughs> tighten is that what you meant? it up. Titan, yeah. Titan. Okay. Tighten it up. Um, oh, oh, I got, yeah. I got something in the works for tomorrow. So, do you just wait? Keep us, keep us going tonight. That's right. I don't blame you. Um. All right. Freelance dance picks of the week. Um, we have had a lot of these <laughs> yeah. and it's time for one more and, it and, who, is. and who's going to, who's ready to share their gem this week. Whoever wants to go. I don't care. Jake, Jake, go do it. Jake, you never okay. go first. I was worried you were going to ask me to go first. Oh. Uh, no, it's you, fine. It's your, your puppy. It's fine. Um, honestly, that is the only thing I've done with my life. Uh, outside of work this week is a puppy. So it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, here's why, here's why it's going to be my pick of the week. All right. Here's why it is. It is so nice to, um, have moments where you're not focused on anything else. The whole, the whole world can go away and you just got this little fur ball that's chewing Mm -hmm. on a toy, rolling around and looking at you like, are you going to be my boss? Or am I going to be your boss? Like, it's nice seeing that in their eye. Um, it's, it's been really nice. As much as that, it is a lot of work. He's um, challenging me. Uh, it's good, though. It's good. It's actually good for your, like, it's good for your emotional well-being, too. You know, like, there's, not that this guy's a, you know, emotional support animal, but who knows? He could be, you know, if I have a breakdown, he might be. And when he's 150 pounds, a <laughs> lot, of, lot of support. A <laughs> lot of support. 120. We're, we've been told he's, he should be around oh. the 120 range. But you said his gramps was like 150 or something, right? No. But it depends on the mom. It's science, oh, okay. Marty. I don't know these things. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's science, but okay, yeah. That's my pick of the week. Our, a puppy named Titan. Look at Titan. Well, well he'll be adorable. in our social posts for sure. Yeah, we get some, we get some videos. Yeah, definitely. All over Jake's Insta. No diggity, no doubt. Yep. I'll go, I'll go next. Thanks, Marty. If Brandon, if Brandon doesn't want. Please. Um, mine is related to code and building websites. It's called next JS. You probably, you may have heard of it. If you build mm. websites, um, they had their next JS. They had like a little, it was like a, I guess is next JS conf, uh, this past week. And they released their version 11, which came out with a bunch of whole new cool performance and stuff. And, but anyway, 
the reason why it's my pick is because to me, you sometimes you just want to be able to prototype out something really fast or put some something, an idea that you had for a website really quickly together. Um, what's cool about Next.js is just all you got to do, especially if you have Node installed on your computer, is type in MPX, create Next app, and then call it whatever you want. And you're ready to go. And you've got a whole website ready to go to make, to do whatever you want. Is it an app? Is it a, is it a website? Whatever you want. Um, super fast, super easy. All your best practices are all, all set up and ready to go. Um, if you haven't messed around with Next.js because maybe you don't know React or you're just, you're kind of new to code, to HTML and CSS, and you know a little bit of JavaScript, go for it. I think Next.js is probably the best the best framework to start learning how to use JavaScript frameworks, period. Learn how to use React, um, in my opinion. So um, check it out, Next.js. Uh, they have a blog post about called nextjs.org slash 11 um, about some of the new stuff that they're doing. Uh, their, their competition is another thing called Gatsby, but and I won't get into any of that, but some of their stuff that Gatsby had now Next.js supports, so which is nice, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, I use it to, uh, for all kinds of stuff to really quickly prototype up stuff. Um, I use it with tailwind pretty easy to do that too. I know you've heard me talk about tailwind before, but anyway, um, if you build websites and you're interested in learning react, they have excellent documentation. Check it out. Nextjs.org. Nice. So can you actually learn how to do it from their site? Can, do they have like tutorials and things like that? Okay. Yeah. Next day, uh, if you go to Next.js, go to Docs, and when you click on Docs, it says Getting Started. And that's it. That's how you do it. Start from there. Nice. And you can build a website. You can build a website just by following their little tutorial and see how they work. Start pulling in data from other places. Um, it's crazy. It's what? Yeah, you like it. Yeah, it's awesome. CSS and JS. Built-in CSS support with CSS modules. Ugh. I haven't, I haven't coded, I haven't coded in a long time, but I remember the first time I used an API, it was like the most amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Like you were just talking about pulling in data. The first time you actually pull an outside data into your app, it's like a thing of beauty. It's like, I cannot believe this worked. I just queried and got this from another site and now it's part of mine. That's when like the aha moment with development really comes when you tie in other data sources. That is the coolest thing. You can can probably do all that in like 10 lines of code. Yeah. It's so easy now. Yeah. So it was hard when I did it. It was also on Windows, <laughs> regrettably. It was also <laughs> in the year it, 19. Yeah. It was also uphill each way. <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, Windows 95. That's amazing. Pushing hard. Uh, great pick. Great pick, Marty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. True to brand, too. Nice. Brandon, what do you got? Yeah. All right. So I did a, a hot swap on my pick because of this dog talk. And something oh. we talked about right oh. before. You know where I'm going already with this. Okay. It's called Fluent Pet. So Fluent.pet, nice. great domain name. I just realized it was Fluent.pet. Um, my, my wife had seen this dog on Instagram that was <laughs> pushing these buttons to talk. <laughs> and it was like outside, bathroom, you know, food, hungry, mad, upset. Like it has all these words on this board. And the idea is... The dog, you program these buttons with your voice using a verbal command and they learn 
through this map of buttons. It's, it starts out really small and then can expand as they learn what to hit and for what. Um, but they just they know what to hit to get your attention or to communicate what they're thinking. And if you watch some of the videos on here, it's nuts. Now, some of it's probably just accidental, but it's usually the one or two buttons when you know they mean it like outside angry are scared are, you know, there's these simple commands that just like when you talk to a dog and it knows certain words, it also knows the button for a certain word. So it's communicating to you. What do you guys think about this? It's pretty wild. I think I want to, I want to teach my dog to talk back. (laughs) So it's like, no, I'm not going outside. (laughs) Greetings Uh, and manners. It's it's pretty cool. I 100% believe that this would work. And there's an, enough documented about animal intelligence, especially dogs, when trained properly, how, how much they can, um, how many words they know. It's So, yeah, this is really neat. I like it that it's a tech approach to, yeah. to that. Yeah. So watch some of these videos on Instagram or on their website. And um, you're probably, if you have a dog and everyone thinks their dog is smart, let's be honest. If I had a dog, I'd be like, oh, my dog could <laughs> totally do this. I would be, t- I would be tempted to buy the small pack. I'm just saying I need an affiliate link for these guys, but the tester kit, two sound buttons and two tiles, 30 bucks. I mean, how do you not at least try this? I know. I, I just, I'm I throwing it out there. Share it with my wife, but I'm going to say famous last words. Uh, we need to get a freelance dance uh, a t-shirt line of all of our of our catchphrases and that can be yours what do you have to lose is a marty theory line yes Uh, no that's a cool pick man i i don't be surprised if there might be a follow-up sometime in the future with uh, a hands-on review of one of these units titan of industry we'll give it a shot titan ooh well i haven't actually thought of that one that's a good one i'm gonna write that down (laughs) there's even a kitty doing it that's cool uh, we don't need to talk about cats like, on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I had to go there. I had to go there. <laughs> yeah. We, talked we about love all last week. Let's just not, uh, snap yeah. it too. It's controversial. Um, well, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's I had, I had not seen that or known that that was a thing, but it makes hundred percent sense that somebody would do it. Um, plus honestly, how great would it be to be watching TV and all of a sudden it's like, go outside and you hear the dogs like, I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. We have a bell. We have a bell for the, the little our Titan to ring when he goes outside. We showed it to him today and he's already used it one time to like, well, he walked up to it and hit old. it. Eight weeks old. This Titan is going to be a Titan of everything. But here's the thing. I, I want to, I'm going to ask you in about six years, how you feel about that bell. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me uh, set a calendar alert for, I think we just committed to six June. more years of this podcast. That's pretty good. We did. We did. Oh, we're never, we're never stopping this. This is going to last forever. Just like my eighth grade friendship. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, We've certainly appreciated it. You can find us at the freelancedance.com and on all the socials, uh, which we'll hopefully post to sometime in the near future. Um, Until we may not until next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Freelance Dance. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love it if you would leave us a review. Have an idea for a show or a question? Go to thefreelancedance.com or hit us up on Twitter at underscore freelance dance. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Until next time.